0: What do you get when you combine a licensed professional counselor who loves lifelong physical fitness with a strength and conditioning coach who loves mental development? You get Jonathan Pishner and Jerry Hanley, two guys who love to help you find ways to fix problems that will improve your life through what they call asymmetric habits. Specific changes you can make with outsized payoffs. Hey there, everybody. If you're listening to this live right now, good morning to you, uh, to a live broadcast of Asymmetric Habits. Again, I'm Jerry Hanley, Viking Performance Training Strength Coach by Trade, with my good friend Jonathan Pishner of Apex Counseling, Professional Counselor by Trade. Uh, Again, we like to have these little chats here and share them with people about different ways that people can improve their lives, usually through what we call asymmetric habits, which are little small changes you can try to make to your mindset or your actionables that will have outsized returns as improvements in your life. So today we're talking about responsible selfishness. Now, if you read the little caption, the thing about selfish is a word that is just always seems to come with a negative connotation in in our society. It's just, you know, for as far back as I can remember, being selfish was always considered a bad thing. Um, And there are certainly times when it is a negative. But as a word, it's definitely, as a characteristic, it's definitely nowhere near as black and white as we've been led to believe by that. And that generalization leads to a lot of people um, inherently actually suffering more than they need to in a lot of cases or not taking care of themselves enough because they're just sacrificing so much of things they where they should be taking care of themselves um, because they feel that any attention given to themselves is just is like a negative selfish behavior. So it's a responsible selfishness. We feel like this is going to help a lot of people out, address a lot of people's situations. i let my good friend JP uh, talk about it a little bit more now.
1: Yeah. So one of the things that uh, that brings this up is when you say the word selfish, a lot of people think of irresponsible selfishness, and and, and that's the images that come to people's mind. You know, they, they think of little kids who won't share, and uh, you know, they think of adults who will uh, are kind of Machiavellian and will will meet their needs above anybody else, to kind of step on people to get where they want to be, but sadly one of the things uh since that's the only image that's ever conjured with the word uh selfishness is is the idea that there can be such a thing as responsible selfishness and one of the things that a lot of people end up being in dire need of is how to do that for themselves how many adults do every single one of us know who are burned out, stressed out, uh, and, and just mentally, emotionally or physically a wreck, because they don't get any way to recharge themselves. They don't have any way to take care of themselves. And they accidentally make up the belief that if they do so in d- different ways, that it's somehow bad. So like, in, in many ways, we have the narrative of taking care of yourself as bad. And so let me use an example here of an example of culturally approved responsible selfishness Mm. and then culturally disapproved responsible selfishness um if you go to your job and you work your pay period and they don't give you a check and you decide to leave that job because they aren't paying you that's culturally approved responsible selfishness like we, we need money to live in this particular society and Nobody would bat an eye at that type of responsible selfishness. Oh, yeah, they're not paying you. Of course you quit or you sue them or do something to remedy that situation. But then there's tons of places where responsible selfishness is not culturally approved. Uh, let's take almost any role in the medical profession. If we look at a, an overtaxed uh, medical doctor, let's say, and, you know, they're really kind of at their limit. How many of us would say, well, but, you know, I really need you to see me too. Can't you take on just one more? And if they say no, in some ways, we we disapprove of that. Maybe not culturally as a whole. Certainly, personally, we often do. But But there will be a significant portion of people who would be like well you you should take just one more you're not really at your limit you're yeah you, know, you you could stretch right that's the, the, and that's the type of responsible selfishness that would be less approved of and, and and you have just a massive continuum throughout but one of the things that is really beneficial for people here's the actual habit for the day is to run things through the lens of if I do this for myself am I really being irresponsibly selfish? Or am I being responsibly selfish and, and doing something that is good for my own care?
0: I feel like um, selfishness is a, there's a problem with how we perceive or how we, how we think through empathy a lot of times or how what empathy should be. And so like your example with the doctor made me think of that. And like for example, if we're looking at two different people, or like you know, if we're the outsider and we're looking one way or the other, so we tend to look at the one that seems to be more misfortuned or seems to need something more. And if the person and if the other person isn't giving them help or aid or what they want, we think of that person as selfish and not helping them out. We're not very good at thinking of what that other person's needs may be or why they're doing that. Like like I think the, the perfect example with the doctor, we we're just you know taught to think doctors equal a profession that helps people it's literally their job to help people but in all of that yeah like we know that they're people we all know doctors you know or people in that like we know that you know that they're going to have the same stresses and all that as other as the rest of us like being tired or stress or being overworked and but nevertheless when we see when, in that example if we see somebody who's like oh this person's been having I don't I mean, it yeah, just has a knee issue or something or they need they want their knee checked out. But this knee specialist over here, like you said, has a pretty full slate and can't see them for a while. Worst, we are automatically going to look at that doctor as, oh, they're the ones being selfish because they're not helping this person over here with zero consideration to the fact that to the doctor's actual circumstances themselves. So like that's not something that's inherently programmed in us anymore. I don't know if it ever was, but yeah, like it's, we look at one, we don't think about evenly on both sides. Yeah. Well, well,
1: and uh, I would say often instead of always, but, but yes, we do as a, as both culture and individuals tend to drift into that, which is why this is so important because, uh, it's very easy for us to accidentally imagine that everybody is viewing us, if we take care of ourselves, as somehow bad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, if if we think of the, you know, what is the real actionable here? The actionable is going to be to, to think through, you know, okay, what am I doing? Is this really responsi- responsibly selfish? Because you can be irresponsibly selfish and you can also be irresponsibly selfless. Uh, if you take on too much, you, you, you have been irresponsibly selfless. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to give a parent example. And depending on how many people are viewing this, like, I feel like there's going to be some people that feel called out because this is so common. Uh, there are a ton of parents who will like, let's say their kid and you, you probably encounter some of them because what you do, uh, will they'll say, okay, well, my kid wants to play this sport and this sport and they also want to have this academic extracurricular and we've also got their their grades and we've also got their sibling or two uh doing everything one of the things that parents accidentally do to themselves is they say well yes of course i will let you play this other new sport and devote the money to it and the time to it and run you to the games and the practices and short term That's nice for the kid, but long-term that actually puts a lot of parents over the red line where they can't recharge enough then to like two or three weeks from now have all of the emotional capacity they need for all of their children. Uh, this happens a lot and you know, it sounds like, Oh, well, you just, you just, uh, just buck up. That's just what parents do. But in reality, that even though we, we don't yet have enough brain science to understand the math at some point there's math to how much emotional energy you have and mm-hmm. when you run out and god haven't we seen this from parents uh, uh, so often when you run out and really run out that's the moment when you accidentally become the bad parent quotation marks because your kid said man, do we have to have this for dinner again? And instead of like correcting them like you should, because you have no emotional energy, you suddenly turn around and snap and say, listen here, you little shit. And, and suddenly you like, just go nuts on them. Yep. yep. Not because you, uh, you are intending to do anything bad, but because you didn't give yourself space and really a lot like time, you were trying to do something nice for them and you ran out of energy. Now, all of this great big, long example, to say, well, one of the things I wish many parents would do is think through not only, well, okay, do we have the money for this, but do I have the time and logistical energy and emotional space for this other thing? And if not, it might be correct for me to insist that my child chooses, okay, do you wanna do this sport or this academic extracurricular or this sport and you only get to have one? Mm that might in the long term, be the more correct move. But most, since most parents don't, don't actually think through the lens of is it more responsible for me to conserve my emotional energy?
0: We, we, we never even get to, to have parents think through that sadly. Mm-hmm. Really don't. No, I think parents are, I mean, are, are knee deep in this issue with selfishness for sure. Like because yeah, as soon as they're well, even before the babies are born, like you start thinking about that and you know it's this very natural idea that because like your child is going to be the priority and but then that which means, on the surface is correct that is right exactly exactly but it's taken to mean a like it, it goes wholesale it's like everything um you know it actually this this is the um like airplane safety example right here it's you know put your mask if something happens put your mask on before before like your child's next to you and that is all because again like they know that in that example you know if you yourself can't breathe or take care of yourself like do it you have that like your chances of taking care of your child are way worse like you will not be able to help them much at all that is why it's not put the ch- put the child mask on first. It's take care of yourself first. It's not some like terrible, selfish thing. It's because that little bit of attention to make sure you're going to be okay, lets you take care of the people around you. And that's what so many parents need to really to be at their best, but so many of them struggle with exactly what you're saying is they don't want to give themselves even that little bit, or they just don't think about it. You know, they might want to, but they think they can't like, like, I love that. I love that term irresponsible selflessness. Like that's, that's great. Um, Because yeah, they just really feel like they can't because they they're always putting their children first. And like you said, just don't give themselves even like the basic needs outside of, you know, food and water and shelter, (laughs) but they don't give themselves anything else. Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, self-denial, you know, for a day, no problem. Self-denial for a week, no problem. Self-denial for 18 to 25 years, depending on exactly how many kids you got. I mean that, as soon as I say it like that, I mean, I just saw your face when I said it like that. <laughs> uh, it, it it suddenly takes on a whole different tinge when it comes to that. But because uh, most people don't don't think about it in this way they only notice that day to day and they don't think about the fact well yeah of course I'm burned out because I've spent 15 years doing nothing that recharges me
0: I want to get a you know to use just a tiny hint of math like as you mentioned with the emotional energy before but this is like one of the big messages we're really trying to get to just a little bit of time to do something again to put yourself first whether as a parent or just as a busy human like you know you don't this doesn't even have, have to be parent parent
1: professional helper you know who who knows what
0: exactly like just taking a little bit of time to put yourself first like the dividends are going to be way higher than that little bit of time it's one of those like, like the payoff is going to be much greater uh, through you're going to be just you're going to feel way better, have way more energy, way more focus, whatever it is when you are spending time with those other people like right? yeah, helping others, helping like taking care of your kids. And so like, it's not one of these things. Yeah, you can't bleed yourself dry and then continue to do so, like you said, without actually letting yourself heal and get that back. Like you need yeah. that recovery time. And I mean, I feel like um, you know one of the main way, one of the other very common ways that this happens is through like health and fitness. You know, how many people when they are taking care of others, or when they're you know their job is demanding enough, or again they're just so busy with with like kids' schedules, whatever, sacrifice whether it's healthy eating or or a workout, and exercise routine. um, You know, like dad bods or just middle-aged bodies, whatever, just all those things that we've become accustomed to as being um, normal or even just the way it goes, depending on your social circle, like those things all make us, they make our best degrade over time. So the most we can give gets slowly worse if we're slowly getting like um, less healthy. But if you take that 30 minutes to an hour per day to make sure you're eating right or exercise for 30 minutes to an hour per day, three to five days a week, something like that. Like those little bits of time build up way beyond like, like the benefits just go way beyond that little bit of time. Like you're not like if you exercise for an hour a day for three days a week for three months, you're not simply getting that many hours of like feeling better back, you're gonna feel substantially better by that point in time. Again, just your overall health is going to improve, and that itself is going to make everything better. Uh, basically, as a rise. Well, well
1: and I'll, I'll co-sign that one because there's an awful lot of neurochemistry on that one uh, that basically sets you up to be in a much more mental, mental and good gracious mentally and emotionally better position in addition to the physical one for, for that specific example. So you get like a, a three for one deal on that one habit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Health for health and fitness are huge ones where people just feel selfish, especially if it's time. It's like I said, like that's one of the biggest things in these, in, in the selfishness or selflessness. We feel like the time is what we supposed to keep giving other people or like the, or, or our kids or family, whatever, and then we never take a time for take time for ourselves. Um now I would like to ask you just hear you talk about a little bit you know similar situation but doing things like um with money or you know just like finances is cuz you know that's a, that's a big stressor for a lot of people uh for sure and sp- spending a little bit of money on yourself can again can be one of those things that like depending on how much you're really watching the budget or things like that can feel really re- Like it can feel really scary or like wrong, you know, it can feel really wrong to spend some money on yourself. But sometimes there are just enough benefit, like enough benefits to how you'll feel. If you actually spend that money on like a, a little bit of money on yourself, you know, isn't really coming out of like, Oh, we're not going to pay the power bill this month, something like that. But just a little bit of money spending on yourself, make yourself, Again, just like feel better, like it started, yeah. So, so yeah. like
1: let's let's pretend that we're we're talking uh, about somebody with no no money anxiety, like no irrational anxiety around. Because that's a whole separate conversation. But you know, the idea of oh, I shouldn't be spending it on on me. That's that's irresponsibly selfish. I should be uh, spending it on another vacation for my kids. I should take them to Disney. Um, or, you know, if it's, if it's, uh, like somebody more professional, like, oh, I, I should, uh, how many teachers, good gracious, uh, will buy school supplies out of their own paycheck. Uh, you know, when, when there might be some of that that needs to be gone to take care of themselves. And one of the things that I, I remind people with, with varying levels of success, some people buy into this much more readily than others is, uh. Responsible selfishness and taking care of yourself. Uh, At some point, it's all medically necessary. Like, if you know, suddenly you got told you had a a condition, a medical condition, and you needed to, you know, take this medication, it's going to cost $500 for a round of medication. We'd not question that terribly, most of us. Uh, we'd just be like, oh, okay, well, I guess I got to take it. Doctor said so. And yet if the same thing happened where it's like, well, okay, to treat this instead of a pill, we actually need you to just take three days off and go be somewhere else. And that'll cost $500. Well, then suddenly it's a problem. And and it's because we have some imagery around what is allowed, how we're allowed to take care of ourselves. If you had to spend, uh, you know, an hour a day on dialysis, I don't know if you're familiar with dialysis. There's a machine that filters your blood, whole thing. Um, nobody would bat it up. But if we said, "Oh, we need you to spend an hour a day taking a nap," just because your sleep just isn't caught up, then suddenly people have all kinds of feelings about that, as if they're as if they're screwing everything up. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one. That's one of the reasons that. And you're going to hear me repeat this so often, it's going to get probably annoying in the audio, uh, coming back to the filter of is it responsibly selfish or not? And just making it binary, yes or no, because it gets us out of the imagery of like, oh, well, people who take naps are lazy, but people who have to be on dialysis, I mean, they've, they've got a real thing happening. It gets us out of all of that that imagery and out of all of the cultural narratives, and, and it brings us down to the decision of, if I do this, is this responsible by giving me more mental, emotional energy? Or is it irresponsible because the energy would really, actually be better served elsewhere? And sometimes that's the case. Sometimes when you run it through that that lens, it's like, well, okay yeah I know I do need the nap but I also know that like it's my son's like championship football game and he really needs me to be there this only happens once a year well yes okay in this case maybe you really would just go to the game instead of taking the nap that makes sense the the net positive on that seems to balance right but if it's like you know okay I, I, I skipped the nap because uh, you know my my kid can't stand to, to not play video games with me yet again even though we've done that four times this week the balance might be different it might it might be you might make a different decision so that's why that's why i keep saying come back to the filter of, is this responsible yes or no instead of getting too far into the details of it it's really easy to get get lost
0: and sidetracked if you do that yeah, you know, we tend to think that so many things that we do, if they only benefit us, are a waste. Like, why? Why is that really? Like I say, that's that's a good question. That might that might
1: be a that might be a question for a sociologist. Um, hmm. Well, you know, you know, you know what? No, that's never mind. I, I think at least in our culture, I can easily see that because we have such an individualistic culture. We we like to pretend that we exist on an island. We're all the and every people. single one yeah every single one of us just does our thing and it, it doesn't impact other people and leave me alone and uh, but in fact, what we do to ourselves impacts everyone around us. Uh, I, I happily got introduced to that early in counseling school because they beat it into us that that not only were we to exercise self-care, but that if we did not, we were both being irresponsible and unethical if we did not because i mean you think about it i come into my session somebody says hey i've been thinking about killing myself and i'm sleep deprived and i have i've, I've had bad nutrition and i've taken on too many clients and here's this person who needs me at 100 percent, and i'm at 50 percent I, I really have actually done something irresponsible and unethical by not properly taking care of myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But we like to pretend that that's only medical professionals. That's everybody. I mean, how many times have you sat across from a kid who just desperately needed attention from a positive, healthy adult? And if you'd only been at 25% that day, you wouldn't have been able to come through. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, that's everybody. I mean, how, the, the, these stories are more rare, but we all have them. How many times have you gone in Starbucks and like the person was just extra nice to you and you walked out smiling? How many times you called customer service and for once you got that one person who actually knew what the hell they were doing? And you're like, oh, my God, that was so easy. It was so nice. Like, you, you yeah. know, a lot of half an hour for it. you're done in three minutes and you you skip out of the room. But we envision that if we don't take care of ourselves, that impacts only us. It impacts everyone we touch.
0: Man, yeah, that was was really good. And it's funny, like when you're talking there at the very end, those examples actually made me think of a lot of those examples when you've come across that one person, um, like Ashley uh, you know, my recent wife, for those of you listening, <laughs> it's like, um, but she had a she has a trip coming up in September. It's August right now recording this. And she has a trip coming up in September flying to Canada. About two weeks ago, she got a notice that the flight date was changed and it was, quote unquote, today. Like the flight got moved five weeks early. And yeah, like looking into it, it was real. <laughs> Like th- this really happened. Like this wasn't some fake. Um, it I mean, I can guarantee nobody that was trying to go to Canada that, that like on the original flight was there. So I don't know if it was just an empty plane or or what, but yeah, like this really happened. And um, but you know, so when she called to try to figure it out, I mean she got like the nicest person in the world talking to her, and um What's funny is I had actually I had even offered to call myself because I'm I'm pretty direct. On the other hand, with customer service, so I was like, you know, if if this is ridiculous and needs some pushing, but yeah, she got like, they were they were like she literally made a new friend on the phone with customer service. Like that's how this other person was. She made the whole situation better. They found. I mean, yeah, that it was basically just. Airport computers occasionally go crazy and don't take stuff into account. So you know, she helped her find what her new flight would be. I said they yeah, whoever up- wrote the database just, just didn't carry the one and it did some weird shit. Exactly, exactly. Like I said, they, they ended up being friends. It's like, hey, find me on Facebook. They talked about the The mastermind group she was in and what event she was going to. She's like, join the free group and come find me. Like, it was, I was an outside listener the whole time and was amazed at at this, at this whole, like the way this played out because it was so perfect. And, like I said, like, so she went into that with that, like, whole, what, like, you know, what the heck is happening here? Like with the, you see your flight's been changed five weeks. Like, no, no, you're not in a good mood. <laughs> it's like to coming out of it, like feeling completely amazing. You know.
1: Um well, and and so we can we can look at that situation, and, and without even having to ask a ton of questions, we can reliably guess that at least one person in that interaction was good at practicing responsible selfishness, if not both. Yes. Because. If both people had gone in there frayed and messed up, I mean, that that certainly would have never happened. Maybe one person can carry it, but more likely both people had done good with responsible selfishness and, and you know, went in there well cared for. And, and now, now there's new friends. I mean, that's amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a really cool story. Um, it's funny, like, um, you know, it, it businesses, some businesses like we talked about a lot have you know, kind of figured this out more than others and baked it into their actual process. I mean, like you mentioned the Starbucks example. Um, I mean, chick fil A's huge with that, you know, with my pleasure. That is such a simple thing to do. But nobody else does it. Still, I might have heard like two people ever at a fast food place that wasn't Chick Fil A say something like "My pleasure" at the end. And it's funny because it's that simple. Like you know, you can't copyright that. At least I'm I'm pretty sure you can't. Like literally, any other place could be like, you know what? This really works for Chick Fil A. Let's do it too. But it has, but that hasn't happened. And um, you know, this might seem slightly off topic, but I feel like it's not yet because like those little tiny micro moves that take no real energy. I said, like when you you come across genuine is actually like working, being happy where you're working, um, you know, being happy, like it actually sounds like you're happy helping another person that has that domino effect. Just like you're saying, like you don't go through that and come out feeling like worse or more angry. You go through a system like that and you do come out feeling a little bit like a little bit better, a little bit more picked up. Just like you're saying about how About, yeah, like being in the right, being in your best self does just continue affecting the people around you. It just has a continued domino effect.
1: Yeah. So, so let's, let's kind of do a couple of examples Mm -hmm. because, because, you know, we want to make this usable for the maximum number of people. Uh, you know, and here in a second, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you like, like, what are some examples you either do yourself or you've seen other people do? Cause not every example is going to fit every person. Uh, cause each of us needs to be responsibly selfish in slightly different ways for the purpose of recharging. Um, but you know, uh, one of the things that we, we figured out for me is, uh, apparently like on, on, on a day off one of the things I apparently need is I just need one day a week where I'm off off because of the amount of hours I work because I, I, I still work too many more than I should. Uh, and then of course you, when you own a house, you have everything that goes with that. And just like, just generally trying to keep up with life and stuff. Uh, apparently at least like eight or 10 hours of my day off has to be actually off. Not like I have a day off and I'll, now I'm going to go run errands, you know, go to Walmart and Lowe's, mm-hmm. but like blanket permission, for me to just lay face down on the couch and do nothing if that happens to be my recharge need for the day or sit and play xbox or uh you know like hey the dishwasher broke cool i'll be happy to fix that tomorrow uh and and just really in a way kind of aggressively building a fence around this this one section of one day and that sounds, especially depending on who needs what, that, that can sound somewhat selfish. But I, then one of the things I'm doing as I do that is I look ahead to like, okay, I know this client's coming in on Wednesday. And I know that they've got a lot of tough needs. And I know I've I've got to attend to my energy starting today. And I can't reach Wednesday and be out. So, so I, like one of the things I'm keeping in my mind is I'm not just like, Oh, man, I'm such a piece of trash for like laying on the couch all day. But I'm, I'm thinking ahead to what am I recharging for? Because that's that's one of the things. And we'll get into that as like our last point. But I, I just suddenly occurred to me to mention it now uh, is it's easier to, to build a fence around things and keep them if you know why you are recharging. Uh, but that's like what I do is like a, a much more aggressive day off once a week. Uh, or at least part of the day, once a week. Um, what's, what's one or two you've seen or you do? Yeah. So I'll
0: share a few more. A, that's one. I mean, your example was actually one that I'm that I've definitely moved more to is I finally, finally gotten to where I'm more okay with my, with taking like just complete, complete shutdown time. Um, Like you said, sometimes, like, yeah, for a day or at least like in the evenings, for example. Cause, yeah, I'm a serial, like, lifelong work till I, from when I wake up to when I go to bed. Like, that's just the way that I've been for a long time. Um, And especially since opening a business, it just felt like what I had to, what I had to do to either keep it going or to keep it growing, like, you know, you name it. Um, So I've gotten better for one again, realizing that one, that's not exactly how it works. But then that in itself makes me better at recognizing when that might be an actual, like, very short-term time frame to do something like that. Um, And then, yeah, that I'm way better with, like, yeah, when I am rested. So, again, yeah, not burning myself out, say, Tuesday by Tuesday night of every single week, just like you're saying by working nonstop, but by actually letting myself shut down in the evening or shut down at night whenever I'm scheduled to or when I go home. And letting myself actually, you know, start each day way more refreshed than I am if I just work through the night. Um, So, I mean, th- that's one. Hey, example. let me ask
1: you a question about that because it, it occurred to me it applies to both of us. And it's going to apply to a lot of people out of that. Uh, weeknights. When do you stop checking emails?
0: Okay, I'm not much of an email checker. So, that one doesn't hit. But for me, text, I pretty much stop checking texts. I stop checking Work texts pretty much when I get home. Nice, very yes. good. Yeah, so we might even so, we might even still be in business hours. But if I'm not the one at work, then I, for the most part, I won't. I won't do that. Ooh, that that's
1: that's wonderfully aggressive. I like that one.
0: Yeah, like you know, I'll still because yeah, I'll still have conversational text or messages. But if it's something else, especially nowadays, because have yeah, so many people will reach out like just the way things are now with access being 24 seven, so many people will reach out at Sunday at 9 PM or something like that, just for something business related. And again, like nobody thinks that makes sense, but that doesn't stop people from doing it.
1: <laughs> well, sure.
0: And
1: uh, you know, uh, sometimes you even have to remind them like, Hey, don't forget, I'm not going to respond to you. Right. Cause I, I do the same thing. Uh, I batch my emails And unless it is absolutely horribly urgent, uh, I only do emails for things like scheduling and such basically on Monday and Friday, uh, because there's just too many to deal with. So I really need to sit down for an hour, hour and a half, knock it all out at once. I don't have the space to be able to be like, you know, somebody cancels and says, Hey, when can we reschedule? if it's Wednesday afternoon, I just don't have the space to do that. So I've had to be responsibly selfish and be like, well, okay, I, I just do this now on Monday and Friday, yeah. not
0: on any week, uh weekday. Yeah. Um, to go back and uh, to give a different answer to your question. No, like some things that I do uh, for me, big ones have been, I mean, for me, they've almost all been about letting myself recharge. But then the other big one is making time for myself to get, like fitter and healthier like like I would like to be again. Uh cuz like I guess it's funny opening a gym but you like said being so workaholic focused for the longest time like yeah my own just like we're talking about sacrificing my own workouts and my own healthy eating were on the chopping block like after a while so that it to try to buy more time to be able to focus on other people. I mean it, like yeah today's topic is exactly what I did for for years in the end like oh you know still work out here and there stuff like that but but not not in the way that you should to actually maintain or even improve general fitness um in mm-hmm. eating wise definitely not in the way to actually improve health so just taking like um giving myself permission to carve the time out in the schedule to actually try to get through those things again uh is, is a big one like for me i'm generally a work a like i said before i, I generally am a work as soon as I wake up in the morning type of person. So especially like for me, my new routines about to start since our work schedule is so based around uh, the school system. So school starts next week. Um, so for me, it's going to be much more of a like wake up. Yeah. I still plan on working immediately because there are early morning things that need done sometimes within like a half hour. Like if I wake up at 7 and the gym opens at 7.30, there might be someone at 7.30 who needs a workout. Like, so, um, and I generally, do, and I don't want to do it the night before because like we mentioned, I'm trying to shut off at night.
1: <laughs> well, and and so if, if it needs done one of two times and you're selecting to do it at the time that least damages your recharge, I mean, that's still the right thing. And then exactly. that's responsible. Exactly.
0: So yeah, so my new, my plan is to wake up do that neat, do that early morning work that I'm, that I'm used to immediately. But then at that point, go and work out, um, do a morning workout, something like that, and still leave myself several hours to get to it leading into the busy period at the gym. And then in the evening, try to just shut off. So now, now- there,
1: there's a, uh, there's a couple that I, I've talked a lot with people about and, and they're worth mentioning because, uh, a lot of people easily build up some some images around them that, that really aren't uh, fully correct. One of them being uh, job selection and responsible selfishness. One of the things that is a very easy trap for people is they will take a higher paying but more stressful and less perfectly suited job even though uh, the lower paying job that was on the table is actually a better mental and emotional fit and the money doesn't functionally create much difference because it's one thing if we're talking about like, okay, you can earn 20 grand a year versus 120 grand a year. Well, okay, one of them is, is massively below poverty and one of them is is going to you know, be quite livable. Then it's then it's much more obvious. But some people will will make massive quality of life trades for amounts of like 2000 dollars a year, yeah. and and sadly, what they because sometimes it's right to do that. But since they don't run it through the filter of is this responsibly self uh, selfish, is this irresponsibly selfless of me? You know what am I doing here? They'll accidentally take the short term net positive, but something that within six to 18 months is going to put them in a position of being so stressed out that like now they're not as as there for their family as if like, okay, we take a slightly less nice vacation, but I'm mentally and emotionally more present for my family on the day to day. Uh, That's one of the ones people really seem very vulnerable to is is, uh, salary and job related
0: moments where they'll accidentally become irresponsibly selfless. For sure. Um, and, and yeah, people look for that one big thing rather than a more long-term, consistent way of living. Uh, so here's an action step that I'm thinking that, that came to mind for me. One way that you can, that I feel like, do this and start start protecting these boundaries for yourself in a way or making sure that you'll start doing the things that you need to for yourself are treat, like, think of, I know you have your own term for this, but like, think of like a, just your, your super key non-negotiables. I so say you have your own, I can't remember what your term was, but like, um, think of those. And what what I'm thinking of right now is especially for a lot of us, like for me, I'm at a stage of my life where it's the things that I already have experienced that I am done experiencing. Like I do not want to do again. Um, like, I do not want to be dead tired all the time again. Like that's one, like that's one of mine. I also having been exceptionally crazy fit and then a huge fall from that level too. I do not want to feel that unfit again. Um, like those are like, those are two of mine um, and can add more in there. Like, you know, like I, I said, that can easily add more, but those are like, my two biggest ones that I think about, like I do not want to feel low on energy, like like super low on energy again. I do not want to feel super unfit again. And the two things are related. Like, like make no mistake about that. So Mm -hmm. those are the two things that I will definitely do, do what I can to make sure that I'm keep giving myself the time to take care of that. I'm like, like, no, like I'm not letting these two things happen. So that's why I'm going to make sure that I do this.
1: Dude, I've got a great one. You love this. Uh, I I haven't had to do it for a minute, uh, but, uh, at, at both junctures, when I had injuries, my back and my knees, uh, sitting too long was destructive for them. They were making the injuries dramatically worse. And so, uh, one of the things that ended up happening was I totally made several therapy sessions weird and was like, Hey, just so you know, uh, partway through the session, I'm gonna to have to lay over the exercise ball or I'm gonna to have to stand up or I'm gonna to have to like you know whatever thing it would happen to be that day. And you're welcome to stay sitting where you're at, or you're welcome to pace around the room or whatever. There's not a social script for this. I don't really know what to tell you to do, but I am going to do the thing that my doctor says to do. And like, you know, you could tell some clients were like weirded out by it. but I mean, everybody very rapidly became cool with it uh, because, there's not a number one because responsible selfishness right i didn't provide an option i didn't say hey if this makes you uncomfortable i'll stop i I said well this is required for my health so i'm sorry if this if this provides any weirdness for you but this is just the thing that's happening now uh and it was fine like nobody cared you know uh Matter of fact, whenever my stuff started getting better, some of my clients were like, "Hey, aren't you supposed to be like getting up and walking around and stretching right now? Or aren't hey. you supposed
0: to do something?" Yeah. And I was like, "No, nah, it's
1: cool. I'm I'm good now." Uh,
0: back to the domino effect, like that. Oh, yeah. Probably some like some of that. That was also giving those clients permission to do whatever they they might feel uncomfortable or, or think was weird before that was a little bit of giving them permission to do those things that they need to do or want to do, because it's okay. It doesn't have to like, and so, you know, whether or not they acted on it, you don't know, but you, you don't know when that's when they're going to get that message. Oh,
1: one person acted on it. Cause they were like, cool. I've always wanted to lay on your couch. Like it's a, uh, like it's a, a regular, like a, a stereotypical therapy couch. I was like, go for it.
0: i will going stand behind you with a clipboard oh. and like
1: write stuff down if you want. We, we like right, made a joke out of it.
0: Oh, they're on the couch. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so right, so befo-
1: before we run out of time for today, there is a thing I want to talk about because I touched on, it, but it, it's important to circle back to because because otherwise it is so difficult to be responsibly selfish, uh, which is remembering why you're doing it. And, and matter of fact, let's start off with with uh, just a piece of it that some people will be able to access automatically. All right, physical training pop quiz. Is rest day part of training? Yes. Rest day is part of training. Mm-hmm. However, how many of us who are in physical fitness on rest day, we hear that voice? We hear it clear as day, like, man, maybe if you just, you know, just a light jaw. Oh, why, why don't you do, why don't you do like just a little lifting today? Do you get that voice? Because I know I do.
0: I used to. Not, not, now. I would actually wow. like to get it back. <laughs> That's how far of a way you have to go. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I might, I might, I
1: might try to send mine to visit you because yeah. I don't want to no know. Well, I'm, I'm but, actually uh,
0: slide in with that because, like, rest day, rest does not necessarily mean do nothing, but rest needs to be restful for you. Right, right, right. Because it could be deload or it could be rest. So uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and like you get, if if you are conditioned enough, then you know, like just simply, like you know, whether it's going on a walk or going on a light bike ride. Like, very rarely does any form of lifting a rest day. Like, even if it's a deload, lifting is still usually lifting. But, but, I mean, but you, you know what I'm saying. You, yeah, you know exactly. what I'm getting at. Yeah, like, it doesn't have to mean literally off. Like, yeah, it can just, depending on that, just something that invokes rest. Right. Yeah. But but the, the reason I bring it up is
1: because one of the things that is that people are very vulnerable to is if they don't have it in their mind that, that they're, whatever they're doing for recharge is part of the process, uh, then, it, it, then it's very easy to start just falling off the wagon immediately. Because let's say you're, you know, let's go to our parent example for a second. If we say, well, okay, you know, go do something restful for yourself, but they don't have in their head how important it is to their children that that happens. It's going to be very easy to get back to being irresponsibly selfish. But but if you have in your mind like, oh, yes, I'm doing this for me, but I'm also doing it so I can go be present for my kids. So when, they, when I come home from work and they're like, the, the iPad 47 sucks, I want the iPad 48, I don't freak out and just like start yelling at them. <laughs> if, if that's the image that's clear in your head, it's so much easier to say yes to properly taking care of yourself. Uh, you know, for, for uh, medical profession, professionals help is the worst about you being irresponsibly selfish. Uh, but if I'm like, okay, hold up. If I take one more client, how's that going to impact this person who I know takes a lot of energy? How's it going to impact this person who I know takes a lot of energy Am I still going to give them quality care if I take that one more client? And I have to really think. But but and then as soon as as soon as I think through that, I'm like, mm, no, the decision is clear here. I have to be responsibly selfish because not only no, not only am I protecting me, I'm protecting these other people for to whom I have some level of
0: responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff, brother. Um, all right. I mean, were those the closing thoughts, or is there anything else you want you want to add? Uh, no,
1: I, I, but but uh, I, I will recap and go back to the thing I said I was going to repeat ad nauseum. Uh, the habit here is is less the behavior and more figuring out how to run everything through that filter. Is this responsibly selfish, or you know, if I do too much for others, am I being irresponsibly selfless? And, I mean, some people are just irresponsibly selfish and they need to cut that shit out. Like, that—that that is also a thing. Uh, but most people who would be thinking about this, they're worried that doing something for them is irresponsibly selfish when, in fact, it is not it's very responsible. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Um, all right, brother. Great talk, as always. Really enjoy these. Um, for our listeners, hope you got a lot out of this. There's definitely a lot of valuable information in here. Um, so share it with people that you love people, you know, that can get some value out of it. Again, if you don't make these, or you know, people who, you know, miss these broadcasts or have more interest, you can find us now in the podcast world. Asymmetric habits were available on Spotify podcasts and Apple podcasts. We're dropping episodes on there every Wednesday, but again, you can listen to them anytime. And as of course we would appreciate a review or a five-star rating on that too. So this helps us get the message out. And again, JP, I'll talk to you soon, brother. Everybody else we will catch you again in a week or two. See y'all. Yep.